Good morning, everybody, and welcome to your D1 Team 5 for Tuesday morning, September 1st. My name is Anthony Grassi, and let's jump right into the most important things you need to know from in and around college athletics in five minutes or less. Effective September 30th, Texas Tech will eliminate 40 positions in athletics and reduce pay for anyone making over $30,000 a year. 20 positions were open spots that won't be filled, while another 20 are held by current employees. Pay cuts will range from 3 to 14% based on the level of compensation. The moves will save roughly $4.5 million over the next year to help offset the Red Raiders' projected $25 million revenue shortfall. Michigan Athletic Director Ward Manuel on his financial position, quote, The impact is upwards of almost half of our budget, about $100 million. We're still working through some models that will hopefully have at some point in September finalized and sort of nailed down exactly what everything will be. It is a significant loss, so we have to take as many significant reductions as we can and cutbacks as we have already as we continue to do a budget, salary reductions, and those kind of things. We just keep moving through and trying to figure it out. More on the Big Ten situation from ESPN's Adam Rittenberg and the Athletics' Nicole Auerbach as they report Ohio State, Nebraska, and Iowa were the three members to vote against postponing the fall football season. Auerbach saying, quote, Brief also cites the business judgment rule, which protects the good faith decisions of nonprofit governing boards, cites the medical experts in various fields and months of advice and guidance as evidence of the Council of Presidents and Chancellors acting in an informed manner and in good faith. Also of note, the conference partnered with the Strategic Public Affairs Agency and HL Communications last week. ESPN has mapped out anonymized cell phone tracking data provided by X-Mode Special using a trio of 2019 college football matchups to show how fan dispersal differs by region and how far or concentrated the potential area of exposure could be if crowds gather for football this fall. As an example, within six hours after kickoff of the Ohio State-Nebraska game last season, fans had scattered to 30-plus counties in the surrounding region, and within 24 hours, fans had gone as far as South Florida, Southern California, Oregon, and Connecticut. McNeese State Interim Athletic Director and Head Men's Basketball Coach Heath Schroyer explains it was like a punch in the gut when he first saw the damage Hurricane Laura wrought on the athletic facilities, but adds, quote, Right now, we're just getting a game plan. As a coach, that's what we do. You deal with it personally, but this is something I personally have never felt with. We're going to get a game plan, we're putting one in place right now, and we're going to start building. We're going to build this university back. We're going to build this athletic department back. In return to action notes, Temple moved all classes online for the next two weeks, forcing athletics to halt practice for fall sports except football for the next 14 days. James Madison pauses workouts among multiple sport programs due to an uptick in positive cases. Since August 20th, 438 tests have been administered with 24 confirmed positive, 12 presumed positive, and more results pending. NC State will begin the fall season without fans, but will reevaluate for the month of October. USC's football and men's water polo programs remain paused until at least September 8th. Eight positives came back last week and another on Friday. The LA Times is Ryan Karchi, quote, The positive COVID-19 cases among athletes are still the result of community spread off campus, not from voluntary workouts. UTSA will allow 17% capacity at the Alamo Dome this year, equating to roughly 11,000 fans. There will be no tailgating, no band, no pregame spirit walk for the Roadrunners. UCF goes with 25% capacity and will allow fans for the home opener October 3rd against Tulsa. Georgia is receiving criticism for a social media photo depicting football student-athletes, coaches, and staff sitting in the stands at Stanford Stadium with the caption, quote, Socially distanced we sit, but united we move forward. However, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution points out that some individuals are not wearing masks and almost no one was six feet apart. 
In social justice notes, Alabama student-athletes marched yesterday in Tuscaloosa. Illinois State announces an action plan for social change starting with an athletic department statement reaffirming that Black Lives Matter. Athletic Director Larry Lyons and his administrative staff will complete the Race and Cultural Diversity in American Life and History educational program. More, including Lyons having weekly drop-in office hours to engage with individual student-athletes and teams to better understand their experiences. The new National Coalition of Minority Football Coaches held its first town hall discussion yesterday. Ventura Partners' Chad Chalow's comments on the group's push, quote, The challenge is, how are they going to move it forward and drive the curriculum? The NFL, the NCAA, and AFCA had been trying to do this. I think it needs more conscientious effort. People always want to concentrate on the head coach pipeline, but what they're missing is that you can't do it that way. You really have to groom position coaches first to become coordinators. ADs say they want a diverse pool, but there's probably not enough coordinators out there, but there's a lot of position coaches. So the question has been, how do we grow position coaches into coordinators so they'll be ready to roll? And that is all for your D1T and 5 for Tuesday morning, September 1st. Be sure to check your inbox for more updates and what is going on around the nation in and around college athletics. If you are not currently subscribed to D1T and 5, be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening. My name is Anthony Grassi, and we'll see you next time.